When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. gentlemen it's friday and that means it's time for the wrestling inc smackdown after show and have we got a show for you roman reigns is talking about leaving bodies in the desert we've got a hair whip by bianca belair and the return of bfab but before we get into all of that Allow me to introduce the panel. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by none other than Flagler University's <laughs> own Flobo voice. It's Flo-Bo, true. <laughs> how are you, pal? Well, you're not Glenn. You're at easy. You're the Jack Farmer. It's like Monday night has crossed over. Like I told you before, you're the Michael Cole of wrestling. Inc. So I'm so glad you're here with us today. Oh, well, that is very flattering because Michael Cole is really one of the best. I'm glad to be here with you on a Friday. Some of us still work Fridays, Flobo. I guess it's just you and I uh, this time around. Shout out to everybody who's in the chat right now. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to hit the like button, share, comment, subscribe. You know, this was such a thrown together situation, Flobo. We don't even have nameplates. Yeah, that's coming soon. Uh, but I'm Flobo. And- I could be Jack uh, yeah. too if it gets me more engagement. Yeah, you both. You could be. Yeah, um, usually we got a little thing on the bottom here, but they just said, you know what? These two jokers don't need any professionalism. So whatever. Uh, but thank you guys. Share, share this, by the way, with all your friends, all this, oh, yeah. this professionalism. Uh, but let's get into some news. We got some big news items. Uh, the first one uh, is we got details on Ric Flair's AEW contract. Now, This got a lot more traction on social media than I thought it would when Ric Flair first came out on AEW TV. I thought it was a fun little thing they did. I was like, okay, Ric Flair's here. Right. Quite the response on Twitter uh, about it. A lot of opinions. Uh, But that said, it sounds like it's not just the signing of Ric Flair, but also the signing of Woo Energy Drink as the official drink of AEW. Uh, this is kind of reminded me, Flobo, of back when Macho Man signed with WCW and brought along with him Slim Jim. No, Slim Jim is goaded. I love Slim Jim, but energy drinks and wrestling never seemed to work out for me. Like, I remember when uh, when Bianca was doing the whole C4 thing. You remember X-Pac with the hands his energy? He'll come out, drink it to the ring, and they'll get super kicked his head off. It was kind of weird, but that's besides the point. Now, Ric Flair is somebody who's a legend. There's nothing that hasn't been said about the, the Nature Boy before, but I didn't expect to see him in AEW. I thought he was going to be pretty much content of doing his own commercials, popping in for a match every year or two, retiring every year, but now he has <laughs> signed a multiple-year deal with AEW. This is huge. 
it's uh yeah i think it's a i think it's a great thing for AEW because AEW is definitely at a spot where it still doesn't hurt to build credibility for them and it still doesn't hurt to have legends of the industry sort of endorse them by being on the program so i thought this was great i don't think that he's going to necessarily take up a whole bunch of time we probably won't actually see rick flair all that much on AEW. i'm guessing famous yeah. last words this might be one of those things that gets clipped <laughs> out and haunts me for the next five years but uh i just i got a feeling it was just a feel-good moment for staying and we're going to move on and this is mostly about uh AEW and woo energy and um and then maybe a few appearances maybe a few things where he says woo announces a match something like that of that nature what if he does get a match what if rick flair does get in the ring will you buy a ticket would a headline an AEW pay-per-view i would he headline a pay-per-view no. i'm saying yeah would you headline I, it? rick flair returns to the ring one last time at all sideways i don't know all side <laughs> i have no idea what they're called uh, uh <laughs> like, i a uh, fake aw pay-per-view name you know what i mean like what would be one that's like sounds adjacent but not really <laughs> partly geared yeah partly geared. <laughs> quarter turn yeah <laughs> some, some gear gear optional yeah, uh, gear optional. um uh so that's fun I, this is something we didn't prep for and i'm gonna throw this at you by the way shout out majestic murray always good to see you uh shout out to everyone in the chat by the oh, way wow. i said on twitter if you guys did not uh did not see on twitter i'm gonna be see? i'm gonna be commenting on a lot of these today whether or not uh there is a super chat so even if you're not super chatting you may get your name thrown out there so if you want to be a part of the conversation let us know majestic marie friend of the show says in regards to rick flair uh i hope not i don't want where were you when flair died in the ring to become a thing Oof. uh i think the one thing about that majestic marie is rick flair is never gonna die he's gonna outlive all of us come on now he's not shamu you can't like pass the name down to somebody else <laughs> i mean that dude i think is him and vincent man are going to be standing long after the earth has come to an end i think oh yeah i bet that yeah um, is over. <laughs> the world will be over and it'll be rick flair and vince man and they'll sit down on a rock overlooking a valley <laughs> and, Woo, pal <laughs> what a what a journey it was <laughs> the title uh, uh we got joe c lurking by the way shout out to all all the lurkers out there the people who Flobo, I like to shout out the lurkers, the people who watch along, but they don't necessarily actively engage in the chat. If okay. you're a lurker, what's up? Always great to see you guys and see that you're hanging out here. Okay. Um, so uh, we got to, by the way, just before I move into the next thing, Mr. X saying, who is your favorite AEW oh, wrestler? Jack Farmer. Hmm. Right now, my favorite's got to be Swerve. I mean, I know that's not, oh, the most, uh, that's not the most original answer, but right now, Swerve is biased. Just, killing it right now and of course he's a tacoma fella like me we're both tacoma boys you can, yeah you can the bias the bias is just dripping through the smackdown after show uh, the the bummer is i think my second favorite is adam page so i hate that they're fighting i want to just hug it out flobo hey your friends fight i know the feeling man just sit down and talk it out fellas <laughs> so i'm gonna throw you under the bus flobo you yes. always do that let's hit everyone, it. everyone in the chat if you're ready for me to throw flobo under the bus let me hear you Hey, um, hey, hey, hey. I, and I, I'm going to throw Wrestling Inc. under the bus. I, I was looking for news today, and I saw they got an article here, and it's the Wrestling Inc. prestige rankings, the top 25 oh, pro no. wrestlers. No. Uh, uh, what is it? Let me see what they have here. <laughs> no. Uh, the, uh, the top 25 in the pro wrestling conversation. Now, I have to, I have to bring this up. And everyone in the chat, let me know who you think number one is going to be in the pro wrestling conversation. Let me know your top three. 
Uh, right. Wait, so don't, don't look at the list? Don't look at the list. Okay, I'm okay, just going to get, okay. I'm going to tell you, and I want to know your thoughts. It okay. says to clarify, to clarify, um, the, uh, these rankings are based on data, not anyone's opinion. Anyone still here <laughs> for a dose of confirmation bias to see where your favorite performers are only to be outraged need to understand that we are presenting the movers and the shakers based on their involvement in the greater wrestling conversation as demonstrated by wrestling fans all over the world. Data. This is like when WWE had their own power rankings and said the Academy of Wrestling Arts and Sciences, which was so ridiculous. I actually used that for a bit for like three years. You still <laughs> do. I still do. <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was a bit. It so, totally was. Yeah. So, I, I, look, Res, Resonate, you're my boss. I'm going to get in trouble. The, the oh, overlords. Yeah. Um, but you they have listed. Let, who, they have listed. Number one, Roman Reigns. I think still? He doesn't come to work half the time. Yeah, Shout out to Isaura, by the way. But he doesn't come to work half the time. Number, he'd be number one. Number two is John Cena. Number on, three is Logan Paul. I hate lists. I hate lists. You ready, you ready to throw your hands up? Number okay. four is CM Punk. Wow. And number five is Rey Mysterio. What data is Wrestling Inc. using? Can someone help that's, me out with So that's, that's my question to everyone. is Because it doesn't actually say. It just says there's data. And I'm very right. curious to see where this is. Because CM Punk not even signed to a wrestling company as far as I know. I, I guess it's on, on, on impressions on X. That's the only way I can actually see that actually being anywhere close to being the rankings. If you're going by strictly like mentions on social media, because John Cena is on a, a summer of Cena thing until the writer strike ends or actor strike ends. Roman Reigns comes to work half the time. CM Punk is somewhere. He's in the clouds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's it's very interesting. We got Roman Reigns, Lego Brick Collector said number one. Mr. X says Cody number one in WWE. Uh, Samantha throwing out Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Bret Hart. Um, Lego Brick Collector with the real question here. Where's Tazawa on the list? This is... <laughs> Flobo, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to the Wrestling Inc. overlords and ask right. why Akira Tazawa is not on this list. Really? That's going to be... The, of all of the other questions that have arisen the last minute and a half, you want to ask where's Akira Tazawa on this list? Exactly. The, 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 no one's ready for Tozawa. Look, you're the only person who cares about the guy. <laughs> Besides, people yeah. are living in a haunted house. And, and apparently, Let, Lego Brick Collector. <laughs> listen, Lego, no Lego, Lego Brick Collector knows exactly what they're talking about. A uh, good friend of the show, Lego hey, Brick Collector. Also, we also got Stalking You with the dog emoji. Always happy to see Stalking You with the dog emoji. Um, we got we to gotta talk about this, this wrestling show we just watched, Flobo, this SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Um, before we do, as always, I like to let everyone know that we definitely appreciate it. If you like, comment, share, subscribe, copy the link, throw it into social media, let everyone know you're watching and leave a five star review while you're at it on Apple. Uh, that's always super helpful. Leave a little comment in there. In fact, while you're there, Flobo, we don't get to work together very often. Why don't you guys take over social media, take over the reviews, and just talk about how much you love seeing Jack Farmer, Flobo, Boyce on a Friday night? We work together all the time, but we're not going to talk about that due to contract disputes. But yes, please, five stars on all platforms of experience the podcast. Even the lurkers out there, we know you guys can put five stars if you have a chance to it. So please, please do. Absolutely. Whether it's Mr. X, Casey J, we got Lego Brick Collector, we got Beer. Money. money. You're supposed to say money. Come on. I, start, I know it was me. I think you, Majestic I, I, Marie, Alicia, A. Uh, everyone else. 
we I mean we always work together. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about this this cool. this pro wrestling show we watched together. Uh we didn't watch it together, but we watched it um uh at the same time and now we're talking about it. Uh really? my hand LA Knight uh comes out and says that it is a hostile takeover that he's doing. Yeah. Then Rain says he expects someone to step up whenever he takes time away, but he never expected it to be L.A. Knight. But Rain says he's going to leave L.A. Knight in the desert, and Knight says the only bloodline that'll be left is the one running down Roman's face. Flobo, I thought this was a slam dunk, go-home show, pre-taped promo. I, I, as for, what, for what we were watching, I guess... I want your thoughts on this, and let's just acknowledge the fact that this was a pre-taped go-home show, so there's clearly expectations that need to be adjusted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the red flag there, they didn't do, like, the, we're coming to you live from Milwaukee again, like the little, like, graphic they do or so on. I thought it was a cool uh, complimentary piece of last week, right? You had Roman Reigns interrupt LA Knight. I thought Roman had the upper hand in this one, but I am hyped for the show. You really can't sell it anymore. Here's a guy, in Reigns' case, that has a title. He sells himself. He's kind of like a, a force of nature because he's never there often enough. LA Knight, the last organic swell for a superstar since Kofi mania and then daniel bryan before him so you can't sell this anymore uh the fact they're able to do that back to back in the same crowd and have them engaged says a lot about these two guys and maybe much to isa's chagrin we may have a new champion come saturday night yeah uh mr x says i don't believe la will win but i do believe he will get cheated like most of roman's wins uh flobo i think the general consensus going into uh crown jewel is that LA Knight isn't going to win. Really? I think a lot of people feel that way. So, but my question to you is, has WWE, has LA Knight, has this program done enough to at least give you a little bit of the, the maybe? Have they done enough to make you at least feel like this is worth our time, if that makes sense? Even if you completely believe Roman Reigns is going to win, did they give yeah. you just enough to want to buy in? That's a good question because if you take just the storyline, I'm going to say yes. You 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 have him do the blunt force trauma. You have him do all the promos. You gave him the backstage. My life was hard, but now I wrestle storyline. They've done absolutely everything. I think the problem with most wrestling fans now is that we're just kind of hardwired to WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, these big events, and you're thinking, oh, he has to lose a title then or there. And so there is that balance of predictability versus making sure the title change doesn't happen on a random match. SmackDown, especially after so many years of being a champion. So it's no, but not for WWE's lack of try. So something that Roman Reigns did is he acknowledged the cinema memes and the, the vernacular of Twitter or X, as we call it these days, uh, and how everyone keeps calling him calling it cinema do you mm -hmm. like that he's acknowledging what's going on on twitter because the the narrative has always been no one's watching twitter no one cares about what the internet wrestling community is is talking about but here roman reigns is clearly acknowledging it quoting it do you like that he's sort of interacting with the conversation or uh do you think he should be above that Personally, no. If you want to make sure that this, if, I, if I'm a character person, which I am when it comes to wrestling, I want to feel everyone uh, have their, their stuff happen inside the world. But the way they get over nowadays is to reference the social media. So there's certain people go, oh my gosh, he's so funny. He's a good heel. I love being engaged with. So like Roman Reigns is not wrong. I think it cheapens the moment. If he does it once, I can live with it. So hope it doesn't become like a meta character. Because you only get one a roster and we'll get to who that is later on the show.
Yes, we will. Uh, Majestic Marie says, um, it's worth the time. Even if LA Knight loses, he'll still look good, and the match will be fun too. Leo Bowden, I haven't seen you around in a while, Leo, says, Knight is believable on the mic for sure. Um, so good stuff there. Now, later on in the night, uh, Paul Heyman talks to Nick Aldis and tells Nick Aldis to have medical staff ready because he's been around a lot of folks in his 30 years in pro wrestling, and he's never seen one quite like Roman Reigns going into Crown Jewel. Uh, tell me a bit about, do you think that this is leading to something? Do you think that means we're going to get some kind of super violent end of the match? Or do you think this was just a, a throw-in conversation? Or, and this is the third thing that this is kind of what I want to get to, does it feel a little bit like they're positioning Nick Aldis to maybe step in the ring down the road? Oh, absolutely. With Nick Aldis stepping in the ring. But I think Paul Heyman just really wanted to comment on how cool Nick Aldis' suit was. But it was kind of awkward. So he was like, ah, oh, Roman Reigns is going to beat up my guy later on. But like, I think that Paul Heyman has been doing that forever. I think I put a little icing on the cake. Uh, it was unnecessary to do that because why would you have to hype up your guy who's already hyped? But it's Paul Heyman. He's a wise man for a reason, exerting his dominance. So, yes, I hope there is some fallout for Nick Aldis to get in the WWE ring. I'm not sure it's going to happen this weekend or with LA Knight situation but definitely this he's been bred would you like to see nick aldis in the ring sure uh only because i want to see how he's presented right like if you're um, actually I'm, I'm talking to the choir here because you literally wrote an article about this years ago about mm -hmm. how uh nick aldis as when he was nwa champion was the most important champion of all professional wrestling most valuable most valuable i apologize but yes 10 pounds of gold and it was uh on a brand that was really banking on tradition WWE wants to be a bit more modern brand, even though sometimes it's to its, its own detriment. How does Nick Aldis look as presented? Uh, how does he flow with the roster? That's something I'm curious to see. Yeah, we got uh, Majestic Marie mentioning that uh, both Nick Aldis and Scrap Daddy Pierce, former NWA champions. Uh, and of course, we got MDB999 showing up. Always good to see him. Final question on this. It, let's say it happens. Scrap Daddy versus yeah. the National Treasure. Yeah. Who whose side are you on? I'm Team Scrap Daddy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so Adam Pierce, uh, not to name drop, taught me how to set up a ring. So I either want to blame him or thank him. <laughs> Maybe yeah. more, more more legit than to think. But yeah, I've known Adam Pierce since 2011. Man, I feel like he's part of the family. Him and Elliot Knight. So I hope they win every time. Yeah, he's part of the David Marquez tree, which is a, the tree that I am a part of. So I'm Team Scrap Daddy. Uh, no, no offense to Nick Aldis, though. Uh, no, oh, <laughs> well, speaking of offense, we move on. And Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory happens. Uh, this match got set up because last week Kevin Owens punched both Grayson Waller and Austin Theory at the same time. Which is my kind of pro wrestling, Lobo. <laughs> what but, is? But, uh, punching? <laughs> uh, punching two people at the same time. Uh, <laughs> okay. Austin Theory says he's going to punch Kevin Owens so hard he's going to have to wear a mask. Uh, he does, he's not going to have to wear a mask on Halloween. It's a quick, you know, wrestling match. Kevin Owens gets a clean as a whistle win as Grayson Waller is on commentary. Uh, you had alluded, I believe to these two earlier um what do you let, let's start with kevin owens oh, he's he man. got a he, he knocked out two guys at once last week he got a quick win over austin theory this week what do you think they're heating up kevin owens for ultimately <sighs> obviously this is his current quest but once this is done do you think 
it's U.S. title. Do you think they're going to put him back against Roman? Where do you think Kevin Owens is going? So to answer your, your first comment, yes. There's only one better person on the roster, and that's Kevin Owens. He is basically Deadpool. Uh, he tells you what's going on. The Greek chorus, this is ridiculous. Uh, I can't stand this. He keeps everyone grounded. The guy that points to the audience, breaks the fourth wall, and goes, this is ridiculous. And I look up and down that roster, and I go, well, who is like that? Well, not pretty deadly because Kevin Owens is a single competitor right now. But yes, it's Logan Paul. And I do think that Kevin Owens will be the next challenger for Logan Paul if he will win the United States Championship, which I do think he will, jumping ahead a bit. So I think that's what's being heated up for. And that's how you do it. You take down Austin Theory, who was a former U.S. champion and the most stupidly named tag teams A-Town Down Under I've ever seen. Grayson Wallace boo-hoo-hoo in the corner. Damage done. A-Town Down Under is a incredible name flobo how it's dare dumb. you it's uh dumb. yeah it looks like lego brick collector in the chat agrees the uk overs logan for the u.s title that is kind of tipping our hands to predictions later on but um i think i think logan and ko would be a perfect like that that's perfect that's like a perfect pairing right there absolutely um so grayson waller i think you're uh you're you're high on uh, what's going on with Austin Theory here? What are your thoughts on on our boy A Town Down? So, I know you're a fan because you've spoke, you've you've met him in person. You guys had a long conversation. Oh yeah, I mean uh, Austin Theory is a is a career wrestler. Wanted to be John Cena when he was a kid. In that case, he always worked out. Never got in trouble. Never sat a sip uh, a bit of alcohol. Like he was chiseled to be a wrestler. I'm a big fan, but. A lot of times wrestlers or a lot of fans look at two wrestlers and go, oh, those two should tag together because they have a similar vibe. And I think they either have to be completely different or complementary. Grayson Waller and Austin Theory are just too similar. Just too, they're young, brash guys. And that's pretty much it. But Grayson has the fact that he's doing the social media thing and he's Australian. So it looks like that Grayson's eating Austin Theory's character lunch. Now, yes, Theory's chisel from stone. A-town laugh. Sounds great. But at the end of the day, if I had to choose one or the other, I would choose Grayson over Austin. So I wonder, these this should be broken up. For like years ago, I thought that Austin Theory was a golden boy. I thought he was going to be the man. And now he looks like a Janetti. Ooh, wow. Um, you know, we've talked about this offline before, um, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show. Uh, I'm a big believer that I think Austin Theory is meant to be a good guy. I think he's mm -hmm. meant to be someone, you know, he, he wanted to be, John Cena. That's what he's always wanted to be. I think that is where he needs to be. I think one day we'll look back at this run and be like, yeah, that was his, his rapping days. That was what, what he used to be, <laughs> right. you know, and, and maybe we'll fondly look back on it uh, in hindsight. But uh, I do think that once uh, my hope is that Grayson Waller turns on Austin theory and then oh. Austin theory becomes a good guy. And I think once he becomes a good guy, shaves the beard is a, what John Cena clone, if they want to, right. um, I think, I think he'll take off. I think that's where he needs to be. Cause I don't believe whenever he's a jerk, I don't really believe he's being a jerk. I believe he's a guy playing a jerk. What, what is he, what is he missing though? Like at least John Cena had the chain gang and then he was C nation. And then he was like, that's the Lord to respect. But I don't think Austin theory live without having a live show is going to work. Is it not? I don't think, well, the Austin theory live is just a catchphrase. I think that'll disappear. I don't think he's going to be Austin theory live forever um as as mdb 999 says theory is gonna start coming out in jean shorts Bring it uh, back. <laughs> uh lego brick collector austin theory is a future wwe champion I take. Uh, um and uh i haven't even read it but i'm gonna pull it up here anyways majestic marie says i'm a california girl saw austin theory many georgia times girl before he, or georgia girl i'm sorry it's very small here 
Georgia girl <laughs> saw Austin Theory many times before he was signed. Uh, got to meet him too. A great talent. I agree. I think he needs to do something different. Um, so uh, I've moved my screens around, so it's very small on this little screen I was looking at here. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I got a feeling once this guy turns face. And once he's the guy battling the bad guys, I think he's gonna take off. I think he's good. I think then he'll be he'll be more authentic to who he is, and I think we'll start to connect with him as an audience more. Is my belief. Just stop with a town down. If you're gonna keep him healed, that name has to change. A town down under is the most dumbest. Who <laughs> is Atlanta, Australia? Now that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, then uh, MDB, I don't need glasses. <laughs> Jack these glasses. <laughs> i had glasses my whole <laughs> so long i just had laser surgery like a few years ago yeah, they turn to heal you bro you go take that I know. <laughs> uh we got nick all this arms need a zip code <laughs> most uh, barrel chested gm they ever had he's like i'm excited for that <laughs> he does look like he was about to push push uh paul Heyman's face with his pet right. he's not take get away from me pop <laughs> I have a way to get to. Someone's someone's running after him, and he just pops a button off his shirt and like knocks it out. Pat, 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 pat. Smacked out of hazard pay. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it again. Uh, speaking of popping buttons, uh, Bobby Lashley's backstage with the Street Profits. Look at that transition! Bam. Uh, Bobby Lashley's chatting up with the Street Profits, and they run into Logan Paul, and they shake hands. They're happy to meet and. Lash is like, look, that's how you got to be. You got to be like Logan Paul. Take what you want. And that's when B-Fab shows up and says she wants to talk to Bobby Lashley privately. They leave. Um, and we don't know what's going on with that. First off, there's a few questions here. I got one. What's your question? What was B-Fab thinking? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, Bobby's kind of like, look, I'm waiting for Jay Cargill. You can go. <laughs> What are you doing, B Fab? <laughs> sorry, sorry, what was your question? Was your question? <laughs> sorry. That's so uh, mean. I, Look, you're Bobby Lashley, right? No one's walked up to Bobby Lashley. He's a guy, he's a bit like a brick house. He has to track down his guy. He gets so mad at the street profits when they don't achieve, and someone just slides in and be like, I want a meeting with you. And he goes, Okay, get out of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I um Look, uh, I, I was thinking uh, the whole time I was thinking to myself, like, uh, there's been a lot of changes for Hit Row, obviously. And I imagine Ashanti's like sitting there like I can imagine him talking to B-Fab and like he looks away for a second. He's like, anyways, B-Fab, I'm glad we got each other's back. We really need to stick together, right? B-Fab? 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 She got poor Ashanti high and dry. What's yeah. this? Peace out. <laughs> we got beat up by Souls of Co a month ago. Is he still even back? Technically, I have no idea. Uh, so I felt bad for like my son. I felt bad for Ashanti. Yeah, he's he's just trying to be a good friend, and he's got left behind. Um, also, is this hurt business? Is this street profits? What do we call this group? Uh, I don't know because like I feel hurt business or beatdown clan. You need MVP in the mix or Samoa Joe would be around. You know, get yeah. Back. <laughs> um, but but you have Bianca. 
and you have who's not there, and you have BFAP who wants to be in it. I think a name should come, but right now it just seems like Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, which if you're watching the show last week, I still don't know if I'm on board because they're feeding with LWO where it's like this low-level like conflict where I don't really feel engaged with either one of them. So to answer your question, I hope a name comes soon. No idea what it is, though. Uh, we got uh, the Hurt Profits. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was uh, I was a big street business fan. but Street uh, business. I don't know what a street profit is in this context. I don't know what any of this is in this context, but they dress <laughs> well. Suburb profit, yeah. They really do. Uh, so do you think um, is you think BFAB might be joining this group permanently, or is it just a Zelina Vega uh, <sighs> offset? Well, I wanted to see what this means. I mean, I'm not sure if it's kind of like a, a managerial thing. I don't know if it's kind of like a, a, a situation where she wants to be an advisor. Um, but yeah, I mean, BFAB isn't doing anything. She's on the SmackDown roster. I, I, if I had to, if someone said, look, five them for BFAB, I'll go, okay, I put in this group because you can hide her. But at the same time, like, I don't, there's so many better options. I'm looking at, if it's not Jay Cargill, if she has other plans, great. But Bianca Belair and Montez are literally married and they have a show coming out. Why would you not put them together? And I'm not a guy who even advocates that kind of thing. It just makes more sense, you know? Do you think BFAB joining, we'll call it the Hurt Business for now, uh, do you think that means that it's less likely that Jade Cargill would be on SmackDown? Yes. Uh, and, and that, even though people will compare Jade to Bianca, to BFAB, because they're black women, let's be honest, let's call it how it is. I think the problem with BFAB specifically is that now we know that they're not going to be a main event group. No offense to her, right? But when you take on new members, you really supposed to get excited about when it's joining. When you had Finn Balor taking over Judgment Day, you go, wow, former world champion. Now the Judgment Day is in a brand new chapter. BFAB has been on the losing end of everything. The conflict that Hurt Business had at full strength against Legate Fantasma, they lost that one. Got to the main roster, lost that one too. So if you take that on, you go, oh, that's your new weak link. No offense. So on wins and loss records, and that'll bring the whole group down. Uh, Alicia A in the chat saying, yeah, I was expecting if they would get a woman, it would be Bianca. Um, does make sense. Um, we'll have to see, though. Lots of stuff happening there. Uh, speaking of getting a teammate, Piper Niven and Chelsea Green pick a fight with Shotzi. Uh, and they say Shotzi has no friends, so she True. can't find a partner. True. That's mean hearted. And <laughs> Shotzi's had many tag team partners. She was there by, by herself backstage. You what had a, no friends. What a, what a jerk. <laughs> That quickly. <laughs> I well, mean, you need glasses, right? I guess I do. Yeah, I am true. jerk. I'm a jerk, yeah. Uh, so in any case, um, she finds a friend. She finds Charlotte Flair. Uh, this one's pretty quick, and Charlotte Flair gets the win for her team with a big sure. boot. Um, this one was now this in the grand. My my real thought with this, just to preface. This was just a, a, a fun thing to put on the show yeah. on a pre-tape thing. I, I don't take it very seriously. But this is a show where we, we pick nits and we dig into things a little deep here. Mm -hmm. Charlotte winning, to me, I, I look at this, I think you've got tag team champions that just took a loss in a tag right. team match. Right. They have a rivalry with Shotzi. Shotzi didn't get the win. It right. feels like Everyone who is a part of this story came out not with a win, and the person who's completely uninvolved left with a win. 
Yeah, that last part really that stuck in my craw. Like it, look, it 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 felt like you hit the random button in WWE 2K, and I don't really know how Shotzi got Charlotte to do it. Were they like both fans of horror movies, or are they both like Funfetti? No idea. But you're right. That's the one thing I was like, why would Charlotte care enough to get the pin? I get beating up people and saying you handle your business. I'm the queen. I don't do that. But her getting the pin goes. What does, does Charlotte want tag team titles? Like I don't know. It's kind of confusing. And with Shotzi, I would assume it would be kind of a jerky move to to earn a title shot with Shotzi, <laughs> and then be like, "Anyways, Natalia, yeah, <laughs> yeah please, my uh, work here is done." Bfab, you're used to leaving your friends high and dry. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I did like how Shotzi seems so excited to have Charlotte Flair as her partner, though. Like the whole time, she was giddy. I feel like I. I I don't know about anyone else. I feel like Shotzi was me if I got to tag team with Charlotte. Just like excited and happy. You probably do less work in the ring, to be honest with you. <laughs> Charlotte handled this. I'm gonna go get some smoothies. Uh, uh, I'd be like, I don't, I don't bump. It, I don't yeah. Bump. Wow. I politic, brother. I always go over though. Uh, not, look, not gonna it, work for me, brother. <laughs> if, if if this was a a match at a live event, I would have no questions or qualms. You know what I mean? I just like the way it was now on TV. You go, wait a minute, why does that mean anything? What does the implications are for next week? But the match itself was great. That was fun. I enjoyed it. I love. Hey, we got Chelsea Green and Piper Niven after having uh what, three appearances in a week. I mean, props to them for actually getting more screen time with the tag team championship. It's just an odd odd ending, you know. Yeah, they definitely have been doing a good job of getting the tag team titles on TV and and creating a lot of enemies. I just wish they started. We definitely need to get more consistent tag teams in that division. I thought this was a chance to build one of those teams, but yeah. who would you want to see then? Um, I mean, any it's tough to say because I don't know who's on the on the shelf right now. Um. But Scarlett and her have been doing stuff a lot together recently. So Scarlett and Shotzi seems like a slam dunk as a tag team. Okay, well I see that. I'm not sure if Scarlett. I mean, I know she wrestles, but I don't. She 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 has ever has she ever wrestled inside the WWE house at all? I don't think so. That's a good question. That yeah, is I'm not really question. sure. But uh, you're looking at people who are free on on Friday nights. Just, just looking down this list here. Uh, just Mia Yim is pretty much Mia Yim, Scarlett, Tamina. And Asuka, but I don't think Asuka's going to tag her. Well, Asuka and Shotzi would be kind of scary to watch. I mean, yeah, that would actually be kind of fun. Uh, Asuka and Shotzi. So, who are the options? You said, uh, let's see, there's Tamina, Asuka, Tamina, Asuka, Miriam, Meechin, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's B Fab, and then everyone's pretty much tied up. Bianca's doing other things, Dakota Sky. Uh, in the yeah. chat let me let, let me know who you would have liked to have seen uh Shotzi team with uh Mia Yim Michin uh or Scarlet or um Oscar Tamina or Tamina or Tamina yeah uh, wow Lego brick collector the shade <laughs> so uh so Lego brick collector saying Scarlet uh so We'll see. Everyone let me know who you would have liked to see your tag team with. Again, I guess, like I said, with this kind of show, we go into it with, with adjusted expectations. And, yeah. and there's also the possibility of you need to have, like if you're selling tickets to a pre-taped show, it's to say Charlotte will be in action is a big deal. Yeah, you need something for that second, that second or that third hour at that point for anyone. Yeah. Um, Chris saying literally anyone on the NXT roster. Wow. So this is what we're talking about. Like, I understand because Jack and I look, 
pulling back the curtain, we love NXT. We watch it every week. Uh, we're big NXT mm-hmm. fans. You want to have these call-ups. Downs swag. Downs swag. I make you fucking know. <laughs> uh, but if I'm going to nope, a SmackDown. Down. <laughs> <laughs> so much sass about neck movement, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's from the, the hood of Tacoma, bro. Uh, what, what, what yeah, me and Swerve from the same part of town. I see that now. I see you and you and Swerve hanging out at the local liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> no, so you go to take to a SmackDown show. And you don't really. You're not really savvy about the different brands. It's just you and your kid, and you're getting your little like slurpy or whatever. If as much as I love them, if if someone came out for the NXT roster, if Fallon Henley came out, I'd have been like, who is that? Not to. To drag Fallon, but without the promo package, I get why you would use Charlotte. You look at who's at the bench, but you did that and you made Charlotte the focus, and that's a mistake. It was like well, John Cena would come out, but John Cena would roll out the ring and be like, "You handle this." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that was the difference. Yeah, it's um. It, also, like when you go to live shows, there are just certain people you want to see. I remember it was like it's maybe two years ago now. I went to a SmackDown, and they started right at the beginning saying. Roman Reigns isn't here tonight. And I remember I was just devastated. Like, <laughs> maybe devastated is a tough word. But you know what I mean? You're like, oh, that sucks. I don't get to see Roman Reigns. You know? get, get your refunds. Uh, and so sometimes it's cool, even if it's just something like that, to be like, oh, yeah, I saw Charlotte Flair. That's cool. You know? Um, and it's one of those things you remember and you talk about, like, in the future. You know? Like, I still get to say, like, I saw Goldberg, you know, in a match once. Or I saw... Did you? Uh, I did. I saw what? him... Get his revenge win over Kevin Nash at Spring Stampede in the Tacoma Dome. How old are you, Jack? I am shockingly old. Um, <laughs> shockingly, <laughs> just you, Ric Flair, and Vince McMahon. <laughs> all, all three of us just sitting on a sitting on a rock, looking out over <laughs> over a valley of destruction after the end of the world. Like and just going, hell, hell of a ride. <laughs> That's right, pal. Uh, so yeah, it'll be uh woo, pal. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> wow, the world is over. Oh uh, man. Please leave us five star reviews. Uh Please. we have Paul Heyman and Sola Sokoa. They come out and sort of a reminder of where we at. Say it's the end of days for the doctor of thugonomics. Solo says he's told to hand the mic over to John Cena, and John Cena in a raspy voice says that. Solo Sokoa is a discount Taz. Wow. Uh, this was, again, and I mean this with all due respect, felt a little bit like this is the go-home show. It's a pre-tape. Let's just remind everyone where we're at one last time. True. But if I can give uh, Cena his flowers or an honorary slammy out of competition, uh, last week he did a promo that was long, but it killed up a lot of time, 12 minutes. This week he did his voice to do the whole promo raspy and just totally cut open solo in 90 seconds or less. I mean, the guy put in work without taking Mary a headlock. I mean, this guy is the goat for a reason. Props to him. He John Cena really is incredible. And, you know, we talk about some of the, by the way, some of the, the discourse on Ric Flair, I want to circle back to that, was about how, like, hey, you got to make time for younger people. And I get what people are saying, but maybe I've gotten to an age where I've seen some of my favorites retire and go mm-hmm. away and you never get to see them again. And so I'm just a big believer in enjoy these people while they're here, you know, because you never know when it's the last time. And that's where 
I think John Cena, I'm just glad that he's been around long enough that people are starting to appreciate him because a lot of people did not for a very long time. True. And anytime you get a chance to see John Cena, see John Cena and just appreciate him because I don't think this is going to be his last match. I don't think he's retiring, but I think that they're starting to plant those seeds because I don't think it's as far away as maybe some people think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is why people go to see uh, Lionel Messi play in Miami. They're flying out to do it because when you witness greatness and, and, and I, I was never a John Cena hater. I went from being like a huge fan to being neutral. So I, I've never slipped into the hating John Cena thing, but you never appreciated it because you say, okay, the five moves of doom. It's the same thing every week, but it really was a time in wrestling where we needed somebody to take the reins and be the face of the business during a very big down period. And I think that gets kind of obscured because people of a certain age are like attitude era fans and the new era generation now are a lot more athletic, but Cena really carried the torch for a time. Was it cool to be a wrestling mm-hmm. fan anymore? It was, it was a great winter. Are you a as fan? You, are you a it, fan? Are, okay. Are you, do you like wrestling? No, I that's do. stupid. You're like, yeah, me neither. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, like, Cena, like, man. like, yeah, yeah. You see, or you see someone wearing like a a shirt, like a wrestling shirt, you're like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You did you throw up a quick like too slow. <laughs> I was in Japan. This not the flex, but I was in Japan in, in in September, and I saw a guy at a Japanese temple with a Bullet Club shirt, and I was like, "Tenthway!" He was like, "Yeah!" And we didn't speak a word of English or Japanese after that. Dude, that was, was so cool. Well, you saw it, you saw it in Japan. So it was like a real Bullet Club shirt. Oh, too. absolutely, yeah. Was like <laughs> sign. <laughs> was it wasn't a knockoff American uh, uh, Bullet Club shirt. <laughs> Uh, so we got a brawling brutes versus pretty deadly in an old school Donnie Brook match. We got broken glass and tables, pretty deadly. Get the win. Uh, Flobo. Why can't we have a contemporary postmodern Donnie Brook match? Why is it always an old school Donnie Brook match? Well, because that's the best kind. I mean, the new contemporary ones are cheaply made and probably imported. I have no idea. <laughs> question is that man i want to see some old whiskey barrels and pool cues because that's what a downy brook is man <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine i just i'd like to imagine rich holland being like no these aren't aged oak barrels <laughs> it's rolling back <laughs> i said as, as he throws it down at a plumber who's trying to climb up ladders to save his <laughs> why is mario <laughs> Because he's throwing barrels. Wow. <laughs> That's how old I am, folks. Absolutely. Uh, but what about that slow motion punch from Butch? Right? Dude, that that to me, I popped so hard. I, I don't know. Oh I don't know how they timed that, or if that was just if that was just God's way of saying he's a wrestling fan and timing that perfectly. Because <laughs> that was absolutely perfect. The slow motion punch. <laughs> yeah, man, that was great. Uh, I, I legit laughed like a minute and a half. <laughs> that's why, I, you know, and again, I think so many times I think wrestling fans take things too seriously. And uh, these kind of bits, I think, are so fun in pro wrestling. And I know you are a big believer in wrestling having um, a little bit for everybody. And I want you to use this segment. Tell me about this segment, but also talk about how you be- your thoughts on the variety aspect of pro wrestling. Oh, absolutely. So we have, because I'm a big NXT UK fan. Uh, if you guys have not seen NXT UK, please go back. It's on Patreon. I watched some episodes just yesterday and stuff does hold up. 
I liked about that, Brandon, because there was always elevated combat. They would hit hard, but there was always a winner and loser. But at the same time, the character they developed was just over the top. You seem believable. Here's pretty deadly. You, you even though we don't know what they do in real life, Elton uh, Prince, Prince and Kit, Kit Wilson. I forget their old names. Stan Stoker and Louis Holloway. But those guys, you can see them listening to like Elton John in the car on the weekends with their eight track tapes. I can see them going to the disco. And so when they have a fight, you're thinking, oh, these guys are going to be totally dandies about it. And that's the word they call. They, they used to identify themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. But what ended up happening was this hard hitting affair where I thought Rich Holland killed these guys multiple times. Uh, at the end of it, it was a, a direct winner. So you can have humor, you can have comedy, uh, you can have those hard-hitting spots, as the insiders call it. But at the end of the day, it's combat, even with a bit of humor in it. It was perfect. Yeah, the dandy highwaymen, they would always yeah, say. Uh, yeah. Nigel McGinnis uh, would say that. And um, he was... Uh, the, yeah, I feel like you and I, we were big fans of NXT UK. And uh, you, me, and about 15 other people. Yeah. Um, but it was really one of my favorite wrestling shows to watch. Even on, on Twitter, you, if you tweeted about it, you'd always get fun responses. You didn't get the negative aspects of what you see with the IWC sometimes with the internet wrestling community. Everyone was like super supportive and into it. But uh, I feel what I love about it is I feel like there's so many of them that have made such good moves in WWE since it's, it was shut down. And it's kind of fun to be one of those guys, Flobo, where we get to say we knew pretty deadly we're going to be the next big thing years ago. I had it in my nose. I said, I was on the fence. I'll be honest. When they first came out, I was like, I don't get it. But you were all in from like match one. Like these guys are hilarious. And I go, ah, oh, Jack, you're crazy. But the more you think about it, it's like the ones who were able to slip on banana peels or to get themselves in a classic old fashioned Donnie Brook match. Those <laughs> are the ones that headlight WrestleMania. I'm just putting it out there. It's they are the thing about them. They're very new day in a sense that they are able to like finish sentences and like work together. And they have like a almost like, I only ever see ever see tag teams that are brothers that seem to have that kind of chemistry, but they it's like, they are two bodies with one mind, both in how they act together and how smart they are. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. but it's, um, it's very, they're, they're great. Uh, and everyone, I'm, I'm actually really glad to see this. We've got a lot of yes boys, uh, and fire and the gimmick is clever from Dion and, um, a lot of people say they really enjoyed this segment. I'm glad that they did because I think that all four guys are really, really talented individuals that sometimes don't get the most um, uh, desired spots on the shows, but always seem to make the most of their time and always entertain me like crazy. I just want to say on the note for the, the brawling brutes. I know Seamus is injured, uh, but I would like to have a, a package or a, a little like drop in from Seamus just to make sure he's still part of the group. You know what I mean? I think we've seen too many times that the two, these two come out and go, um, they're great, but they always feel like a side character. I want Seamus to be like, good job, boys, or what, what the hell was that? And, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if he was around a little bit more, but I guess his, I, I don't know if, if his family is still in Ireland, if that's the case, and maybe it's like the one time he gets to stay extended yeah. at home and in that case yeah let him have some time with the family Absolutely. Um, uh but uh how's it going arthur good to see you thanks for coming through and uh whoa uh, the king of Ar the sands the king of the sands is there holy uh, crap man uh what's up good, good to see you don't get him angry because he'll uh, hey I, i'm praising him please 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 get mad at you how, how do you say when they throw the fireball Kamama mama Taya? I, I i'm not gonna mispronounce it and get a culture wrong you want me to be exploded 
Uh, too late. Too late. Th thanks for stopping me. Um, Alicia says, um, I love Pretty Deadly. They are amazing and their segments are gold. Elton Sean. Uh, um, let's talk about a weigh in that occurred. No, Lobo. let's not. Let's not. Um, Logan Paul uh, and Rey Mysterio, they weigh in. Logan Paul weighs 213 pounds. Rey Mysterio, 175. Logan Paul pats Ray's head. Ray Mysterio smacks Logan. They get separated. I was told it was mimicking a Misfits boxing weigh-in that happened recently, but I did not see that um, weigh-in, so I cannot comment. Do you? This was your favorite moment of the night. <laughs> why? Why? Why you do? You are a jerk. <laughs> why do you? Okay, so first of all, this is a kind of a personal vendetta I have against Logan Paul because as somebody with no hair, you could tell Logan has had hair done when he covers it all strategically with his hat backwards and headbands. I see right through it. You had FUE surgery. I know what it is. Look it up. But more importantly, Russ, what? I did not know this. And Flo, oh, he, he's got two hair transplants. And that's the reason why he wears a headband and a hat. Now, look it up. Look it up. Really? But the and second you... problem. I mean, I, I look. I have no problem with people getting the like. Do what you, like. Look, do what you got to do. Like, I'm if, just if, if 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 the time comes for me, I'm probably <laughs> gonna do it. So I'm not gonna bury it now. I just didn't know. I like to be abreast of all this situation. Flo, oh yeah, this, man. I did not know that that yeah. was that look, was going look, on. MTB knows it. Turkey's like the national capital of the world, getting it done. But that's, that's the other problem I have about this because well, same same with yeah, way cheaper, man. You're paying like a third the price. Anyway, the problem I have with this is. I'm not a big fan of contract signing because they seem formulaic, right? So now you do a contract signing backstage using a mechanic, a weigh-in, something we don't even bill weights anymore in professional wrestling. There are no weight classes. We don't even announce weights and people walk to the ring. So what is the point? It basically says Ray Rizal will get slapped after this. That's exactly what happened with no recourse. Yeah, that's what I... The thing that I, I get, it's a it, it's a way to get us from point A to point B. It's a way to get us to show these guys and get them talking trash and as opposed to just walking out and talking trash onto a microphone like they typically would. But I'm like, what's it matter with their way? There's no weight limits on the U.S. title. So the the weight is irrelevant. And like you said, they don't they don't announce the weights anymore when they do the entrances. So the weight. The weight is kind of inconsequential for this situation. Um, it also felt weird with them doing it in that room that they did it in, like that yeah. we've never seen. How did you feel about the set, like in general? Maybe not. Maybe if you don't like this segment, but just the idea of this set for things like this. It was kind of random because it only happened once, but I get it because a lot of UFC and unboxing things are inside like the, the, the low ceiling media room with camera flashes or whatever. But it reminds me of, this is going to sound weird, the tag team Eminem. Remember them? Morrison and Mercury yeah. and Menina. Well, the whole thing was they had like paparazzi, but there were some weeks where it was like one guy with the camera. <laughs> it was kind of sad to watch a one dude like click, click, click. That's what it felt like. It was this whole thing, but no one was there to fill up the space. So that's why it was kind of weird. Yeah, it, it, it felt weird. It felt like it, I'm glad they tried. I like it when wrestling tries new things, but this one it just visually felt kind of weird. Um, what are the odds that Logan Paul is actually 213 and Rey Mysterio is actually 175? Uh, I think Logan's like 220 and Rey's like 168, but I'll say half, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, Rey Mysterio is a 
jacked fella if he weighs that much. But he did uh, keep a shirt on, and he almost kept the title around his shoulder. He had like, like, oh yeah, take this, so I could be lighter. Here, take these rocks I have in my pocket. <laughs> these bricks. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so we get to the main event: Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Uh, earlier in the night, Bianca is attacked during an interview. So Nick Aldis says that damage control is banned from ringside. Uh, these two, they they have great chemistry. They have a great match. But, of course, uh, Bianca wins, and then Bianca puts Bailey through a table. Flobo, I've saved a little bit of time at the end here. I want you to tell me a little bit about what's going on with Bailey. I wish I know. Uh, of the four horsewomen, five, you count Oscar. Bailey is my favorite. And if you've been following me in my career for the past four or five years, I have gone – to the window on the wall, the sweat had dropped down on the hall <laughs> to tell oh. how much I <laughs> I love Bailey. But it has just been too much. I understand. I said this last week as well. Dakota Kai can't wrestle. Eo Sky is a champion. So someone has to eat pins to prove themselves at the threat. I knew Bianca was going to win tonight, but this is like the what the fourth week in a row that Bailey has lost a matchup. Like I, I get it. And I know WWE has this weird thing where if you're good at what you do. If you're a workhorse, Dolph Ziggler, Chad Gable, you will lose a lot. But oh my goodness, throw Bailey a bone. Someone pick up with Bailey who was super weak backstage. Give her a win to make her seem a credible threat. Because now when Bailey's in the matchup, I go, and I just go, this is a symptom of a bigger problem. And that is damage control is a group like the Riot Squad that are rebelling. It's no one in particular. They have nothing to do. I miss Ding Dong Hello. Can we get that back, please? Yeah, it feels like damage control has has kind of ran its course. And it's like, I feel like I don't think EO is doing anything that needs Bailey and Dakota Kai at this point. Um, and I don't think Bailey needs damage control at this point. Um, and I agree, I think, because Bailey is really one of uh, she's so good. Like, she's so, so good. And she's definitely starting to drift into that Dolph Ziggler category where we're like, yeah, you're great. Yeah, you once won a lot, but now I do not think you're dangerous at all. And that is a very bad place for someone who is as talented as Bailey to be. Absolutely. Natalia as well. I mean, you, you can put Natalia with anyone and she'll draw the best out of them, which is great. But no one believes Natalia is going to win a match of merit ever. Well, I think I think that's where Natty's Natty's been there for a little bit now. Um, I where I, I don't know if you're going to get her out of it. Where Bailey, I think you can still you can still save. I think can but, we? Does um, anything about Dana Brooke when she moved brands, but she didn't. So we'll have to see. It was a good matchup, and I, I mean, I get Bianca getting the win here. Oh, yeah. You need her to look strong. Um, going into a title match, so it makes sense. But yeah, as a, as a Bailey fan, I do would like her to have a a bit of a story of her own. Without, um, I just I don't think she, I, I feel like Damage Control. I don't know about you, Damage Control for me never really set in. Like it never really felt like it landed. And now that it's been around for a while, I feel like you have all the all the room in the world to just drift it away. Sure. And I'm with you because when Damage Control debuted, huh, Flex, I was there, y'all. Uh, it felt like, oh my gosh, here's the call ups, here's a gauntlet, here's going to be a new group. But factions are only good when they face other factions or they can really all dominate on the microphone. Um, Judgment Day was hot for a while because he did that. 
but then he kind of went to the well once too often. They're all like on five shows. I mean, I think they went to my last week's church service, and they're everywhere. But the <laughs> thing about damage control is there's no one to fight them. No one. Like, there's always, like, one person, and it gets to be very lame, very kind of flat, like the Riot Squad when they were peak. What kind of church do you go to? <laughs> Flobotarian? I don't the, know. The <laughs> priest up front is like, everyone rise! <laughs> Again, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, I thought it was a overall good episode. We, we are gonna do some crown jewel predict predictions, and I need everyone in the chat to uh join along with us. So, as we go through these, let us know who your prediction is to win this one to win each match. Uh, if you're watching later, leave your predictions in the comment section, let us know what you think. Um, we're gonna try to get through these kind of quick because we are almost to our hour. Uh, starting kickoff match. This one's going to be tough to call. I can't wait to see what you say. Sami Zayn versus JD McDonough. Who do you got winning? If it was during the main card, I would say JD McDonough, but because it's the pre-show to get everyone warmed up, it has to be Sami Zayn. Oh, FDB gets it. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> Sami Zayn, the uh, runaway. <laughs> was, yes. So uh, Sami Zayn. Yeah, I think Sami Zayn. So, like, there's not really a whole lot to really add to uh, to that one. I think everyone else is saying Sami Zayn also. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we got a lively chat here. You guys are great. So, uh, next we got, speaking of judgment day being everywhere, uh, man, everyone is, um, <laughs> by the way, uh, secular belt saying, uh, Ric Flair will be headline AW all around. That's, I wish, secular belt, where were you an hour ago when we were trying to come up with alternative AEW name? All around. <laughs> Um, so Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. Uh, Flobo, I would say nine times out of ten, I, I'm going to say Cody Rhodes is going to win this one uh, and might still win. But I got mm -hmm. a feeling that Damian Priest is really getting lined up for a title shot, and I think they're going to want him to come in looking good. So by hook or by crook, I'm going Damian Priest. Um, I'm just giving feel, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, I, I do think Cody Rhodes has to get the win here to finish that story to put his ship right, give him some momentum. But just because you lost doesn't mean he's no longer senior in the bank, if you know what I'm saying. That is a good point. Um, and it looks like this one, the crowd is actually split on this one. Co Cody shenanigans? What's that? Cody Cody with shenanigans? It, it's similar to the Donnie Brook. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and all the other Irish sounding words. Um, <laughs> Malarkey. Uh, so we got Mr. X saying Cody Rhodes with slight help from Jay. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty split down the middle. That's always uh, beer money saying Jay help. So pretty interesting. Uh, Ray mm. Mysterio trying to look to defend that United States Championship from Logan Paul. Do you think Logan Paul gets it done, or do we keep Ray Mysterio as champ? Talk about people that the point of careers where everything seems transitional, right? I don't, I don't doubt Ray can win this match, but I, I, I feel like the right decision is for Logan Paul to really find Ray's weak spot and exploit that, uh, because once you have a United States champion uh, who's as famous as Logan Paul, that prints money. So Logan all day. Yeah, I gotta go with you, and it looks like the uh, the chat agrees as well. Um, Two time transplant Logan yeah. Paul. <laughs> uh, I, and I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but is uh, Abivnov Dada says uh, Logan for the win. Um, and I, I got to agree. I think Logan Paul a lot, mostly 
two reasons. One, like we said before, it feels like Kevin Owens is getting geared up for a U.S. title shot. And I think Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul just sounds nicer than Kevin Owens versus Rey Mysterio. Plus, Logan Paul has lost like so many matches. He needs to start getting some wins back. Um, and I have a feeling that they're going to. Um, uh, so we'll have to, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm with everyone else. I think it's going to be Logan Paul. Uh, oh, we, yeah. we move on WWE women's championship, EO sky versus Bianca Belair. I think it's Bianca Belair's time. I think she's going to win it. And I think, uh, she's going to beat EO sky and this could be the end of damage control. I, I don't want to say I'm tired of Bianca because I'm not. But it definitely becomes a situation where if Bianca wins this title again, how is this title run going to be different? How is it going to feel different? She didn't really come back with a lot of weeks between her return and this one. I think EO Sky retains here. So we got, um, yeah, EO in the chat, EO in the chat. EO needs to retain. WWE needs EO to keep it. Lots of people saying EO. Um, Lego Brick Collector saying EO please and Kyrie returns. Kyrie returning oh. is quite a um quite a rumor that's been circulating. I haven't seen who reported it yet though, so I'm not Can she be a pirate again? I miss those days. Man, you know, I feel like this is this is you want to know what type pirates? of you know you want a type of wrestling fan I am. I feel like one of the things that was really stolen from us a few years back is the Sky Pirates WrestleMania entrance. That's what I want. Oh yeah. I have yeah. a feeling that would have been incredible. I, I I dream about what that would have looked like. I hope we get the chance to see that someday. That's uh, like dropping the business. Oh, it's so it's so good. Um, but uh yeah, I'm going Bianca. Um and everyone else says EO, so uh, I'm not keeping track, so I won't know if everyone else got it right. Uh, <laughs> we have the five way for the women's uh championship here Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler versus Zoe Stark versus Raquel Rodriguez. Flobo, you only got a 20% chance of getting it right. As much as I like the fact that this can like really hurt Rhea Ripley's chances, I think the person that takes Rhea Ripley down will be a one-on-one -on -one contest. Uh, we haven't really seen people in multiple-person matches get championships that way in a long time. I think Rhea Ripley retains. I'm going with Nia Jax. I think Nia, Nia Jax has been squashing everybody, as, okay. uh, as she likes to say. Uh, everyone in the chat, by the way, says Rhea. They are um, Here's on, a question, though. on your side. Does, does do you think Rhea, if you want Nia Jax to win, and she does, is Rhea Ripley involved? I, I, in the whoa, decision? whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I did not say I want her to win. I'm saying that's what okay, I'm but but is Rhea involved in the decision? You think? No. Okay, so so Nia pinned somebody else. Yes. Fair enough. I think Nia is going to pin Zoe Stark. Wow. Okay, that, that's a that's an add-on bet. That's a side bet. That's that was <laughs> that was just a a. <laughs> Pick random, throwing a dart at the wall. And that's the right. name. Of it. Well, it's not really a bet if there's no wages, but you know. What I'm saying. Uh, but I do think. Um, I, I think that Nia I Jax, say that weekly. Jack, what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, what? Uh, I think that Nia is going to win, uh, and this will be <laughs> that. Wow. <laughs> that she takes the whole oh, thing. Yeah, beer oh, money says Nia takes the whole thing. That's a, that's fantastic. That, that's beer, a comment to live for. Beer oh, beer money, quote of the night, uh, oh, right yeah. there. Uh, yeah. But I I think that this allows Rhea Ripley to not be the champion, allows her to focus on Judgment Day business, and then 
doesn't kind of doesn't take anything from her by having her get pinned either. So um, that's kind of what I expect. I guess. Um, uh, so we move on here, but everyone everyone agrees with you. Uh, but we move on to John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. I go John Cena here. I feel like this is a slam dunk John Cena win. Yeah, send the fans home happy. You know, you don't want to see Solo Sokoa taking so many losses, but I will say that that AA on Solo will hit different just based on how that Cena has solely attacked the last couple of weeks. I think that this is going to be one of those ones where uh, Solo, a, a phrase that Jimmy Corderas likes to use is uh, go get over without going over. And I feel like that's going to be Solo Sokoa. I think he's going to kick out of a bunch. I think he's going to beat the Beat the the heck out of John Cena. Oh, I got the heck out of John Cena. The heck, the H E C K, John Cena, and um, but I think John Cena does get the win, uh, and Fair probably enough. gets a rematch with Roman Reigns at like Survivor Series, um, or something like that. Uh, so I think that's what's going to happen there. Uh, everyone else seems to say John Cena. Well, Julian Floyd is like, N- Jack, what? <laughs> well, we got uh, Watch Your Mouth Jack, Alicia saying no. Yikes. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. But uh, we get the world title match that this is the one that I'm actually most interested in on the, on the card. Seth freaking Rollins versus Drew freaking McIntyre. Uh, Flobo Boyce. Who's winning? Damian Priest. Well, you think he's going to cash in before the pinfall? I think so. So he'll make it a three-way like the heist of the century and then win that. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I see, I see what you're saying. No, I do think that when it comes to the pinfall, Drew McIntyre gets the pinfall because you know Drew McIntyre got the Seth Rollins to give him all in his back, gave out, and that. But when it comes to who's walking over the title, it's going to be uh, Damian Priest. So, uh, yeah, we got Lego Bricks saying Seth Rollins. Beer Money says Drew needs to win or lose with shenanigans. Um, Mr. X says Seth. Um, uh, Alicia said, I said watch your mouth because you said beat the heck out of Language. <laughs> Language. Sorry. <laughs> H-E-C-K. I'll spell it next time. <laughs> We're gonna beat, the, beat the heck out of him. <laughs> Canceled YouTube. I was saying, Drew. So I think you and I are kind of in similar spots on here because you think you're saying cash in happens after the match Mm -hmm. and Damien wins. This is my prediction. I said it on Monday. This is overbooking Jack, by the way. I think, I think that Drew McIntyre gets the win, Damien Priest comes to cash in. Judgment Day helps Drew McIntyre fight off Damian Priest. They kick Damian Priest out, and Drew McIntyre is now the leader of Judgment Day. But 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 Judgment Day has a leader. <laughs> they will, and he wears that, a kilt. That one that's over black leather kilt. Okay, that means that's very for sure. Judgment Day. It's not yeah, that's very evil. But Drew McIntyre, Judgment Day would officially kill it. Because here's the problem with Judgment Day. It is pretty much a zombie faction, much like Damage Control. Not really fighting anybody. The, the Bloodline Alliance lasted for a week. If Drew adds on, it'd be like, okay, party's over. Someone call the cops. Wrap it up. Like It would be like the womp, womp, womp. <laughs> what if they called it the Drugement Day? 
Stop. I hate dad jokes. You know, I hate those. <laughs> well, AEW all around is cool, but everything else. <laughs> uh, so we get to the main event. Uh, Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone's saying Roman Reigns is winning this one. Do you have anything spicy to add? I say because I do think there's a new world heavyweight champion that Roman retains. And it's not a bad thing of LA Knight. He will be getting over. I do think the modern way of wrestling now in WWE land is that Challenger has a matchup and they lose. And then when they have that second one, Cody's in that situation. So with LA Knight, they have a bad chance of winning. So I do think LA Knight comes up short, but I don't think it'd be a bad squash. He's not going to get smashed. By the way, Roman Reigns, when you say you're smashing dudes, I'm just a whole other context I'm thinking of. So don't do that to go out loud. But I do think Roman Reigns gets a dub this week. I think the same thing when he says smashed, and it makes me like it even more. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> We're canceled. Because he's so like, canceled. he's like, I'm gonna smash you. And I, I feel like I, I, as a ghost, I go like, Do you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one pulled him aside. Hey bro, like when you said you stack them and then pin them and then smash them, that just yeah, I'm gonna just, stack them and smash them. I'm like <laughs> That's that's my, I, I say I'm old, but I still have a middle school like sense of humor. So I'm like, <laughs> not going away, man. <laughs> it's never going away. <laughs> Jack, what exactly? Uh, so that's the show. Um, that does it for us. Uh, everyone in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. As always, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, again, this is we don't get to work together much on wrestling. So a yeah. comment in the comment section, even if you've been in the chat, just say we love Jack and Flobo. That's always helpful. Um, five star reviews uh, with our names in the comments is super helpful. Definitely would appreciate all that. Before we go, everyone in the chat, let us know what you thought of the show tonight in the chat. Uh, and Flobo, uh, yeah. final thoughts and where can the world find you online? And if you watch the end of this video, make sure you put hashtag potty mouth Jack in the comments below. But you can find me on that X at Football Boys. Come say hello. I talk about wrestling and baseball and hockey all year round because I have no life. Hey. Well, uh, uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media to find the stuff I'm working on. Uh, I'm going to be doing commentary for Santino Bros Fight Night 10 on November 26th. Excuse me. And um, it sounds like I might be doing commentary, might be uh, joining my old pal Flobo uh, for an event in December, December 7th. Uh, We're doing Influencer Fight League together, from what I understand. Influencer Fight League 7. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Yeah, we're going to be flying out to Miami. To mm-hmm. uh, to call some influencer fights, so that'll be fun. You'll be able to check that out, I believe, on Fight TV. I'll probably have more information for that down the road. But for now, everyone, again, thank you so much. Follow at Wrestling Inc. for all the wrestling news. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Until then, be a potty mouth. Yes, boy.